to grassy panthers and welcome or welcome back to another episode of below the dot podcast where we recap and discuss a new episode of degrassi the next generation every throwback thursday from the degrassi black hole i am one of your hosts terry mcgregor i am your other host chris sharp and today we are recapping season two episode nine titled Mira in the Bathroom. But before we get into our usual segment of trivia for Terry, I want to take a moment to include a trigger warning regarding today's episode as it covers sensitive topics. Yes, as I say, if you've been listening, Degrassi goes there, which means that we will absolutely be discussing some sensitive subjects in this episode, specifically disordered eating habits. So I just want our listeners to be mindful to take care of yourself as we move forward covering these topics in this specific episode. Um, it is just a specific episode because the issue arises and also miraculously becomes resolved in this episode. So just a note for our listeners. Um, but in this episode, we are going to discuss the disordered eating habits. Of course, I am not going to include any sound clips of the scenes specifically, um, but I do recognize that discussing sensitive topics can still serve as a trigger. So I just want you all to take care. That was a really awkward pause because now we're going to move into <laughs> trivia for Terry. Oh my gosh, out of it. But yes, trivia, yay! <laughs> I do think we paused long enough that it might get deleted when I produce this episode, but either way. Um, all right, so this week, I I mean, I just did this today, um, and I did this after <laughs> I traveled back from Toronto, so it is, it's kind of themed towards the, the, the trip that I took. So it's not towards this episode. You will have to have watched the rest of the series to know what happens. And I haven't even covered it because you know that I'm like in season six or seven or something. I don't even know. I haven't even gotten to these episodes. Although I should have. So maybe. No, I haven't. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> what is the name of the strip club where a Degrassi character works? First, they work as a server and then as a stripper in season six. I'm so annoyed. Um, because you sent me this picture. I sure, I sure did. <laughs> um, it has a Z in it. It does. Is it Zanibar? Close, Club Zanzibar. Okay. <laughs> Zanibar. Well, I'm so dead. That, Why did I just was, say that? That was, that was very close. Um, which sports team and the name of the sports team? So, like, what sports genre and the name of the team? I'm not into sports, so sorry if that was stupid, but anyway. <laughs> Um, are Marco and the other great tens at that point in time? I think this happened in season three. Anyway, what sports team are they going to go watch together? And your clue is that Marco had to walk through Boys Town to get there. It's a hockey team, no? It is. Okay. I know that it's a hockey team. I have no clue the name of it, though. The Toronto Maple Leafs, which is Maple a real team, Leafs. I think. I Googled it, so it came up, so I'm going to assume it is. Um, and I think I saw some, like, paraphernalia, paraphernalia, apparel for the Maple Leafs when I was there. <laughs> that would make sense. I thought you were going to ask me, like, the team that Drake, like, I don't know, owns or whatever, the basketball team. <laughs> it's is like it the, Raptors. the Raptors. Yeah. Yes. yes. He Does he own them? I don't know. I, Maybe I'm I making do that know up. He, he does strongly support them, so. I think if you sit... 
on the like, court side long enough, I'll probably assume that you own the team or have some stake in it because he like literally tries to coach the players while he's there. He does. I appreciate how much he'd be out in the Toronto streets. I'm really disappointed that I didn't run into him when I was there. He had the nerve to be, as you saw, at the Backstreet Boys concert. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if I pointed out, in case any of our listeners were not paying attention, Lauren Con- Connor? Conrad. Lauren Con- No, she's definitely not Lauren Con- Lauren Collins. Collins. There we go. There we go. Lauren Collins. <laughs> Lauren Conrad is definitely from LC from the Hills. Anyway, Lauren <laughs> Collins, who played Paige, commented that Backstreet Boys was her first concert and that Drake was there with her, who they all oh, know him as Aubrey, funny. though. Yeah, she commented that on because he shared it to his feed, him performing at the Backstreet Boys concert. One of these days I will run into Drake out in public, but it was not this weekend. I guess I'll just have to keep going back to Toronto. Girl, yeah, Toronto or LA. Where was that concert? Uh, Toronto. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, girl. Really missed right? it. Right. It was they That's performed crazy. there on the sec- on the 2nd of July. Um, but with that being said, Terry says she doesn't have any tidbits today, so I was just going to give you guys some tidbits from my trip. Club Zanzibar is located on, I believe it's pronounced Yonge Street. That's how the tattoo artist my friend went to go see pronounce it, or somebody pronounced it as Yonge Street. No, it was the guy from the from the winery. We were all out in these streets. Anyway, <laughs> so Zanzibar is located on Yonge Street, and it is an actively open strip club. That's so There funny. are some other facts about there. I think it might, like maybe in the show was just called Zanzibar and out in public it's called Club Zanzibar or vice versa. I don't know. It was there. I went there. I took a picture. I'll probably share it to our feed. If I haven't already, I may have. I'm not sure. And then another place where we went was, God, where was it? I had to go look at my pictures because it was like the Young and something square. Because so I was looking at a lot of the places to visit in Young Dundas Square. So I was looking at a lot of places to visit in Toronto that are like pertaining to Degrassi. And one of the barriers to that is that it hasn't been on and hasn't filmed in so long. So a lot of the places where they were filmed or where they were themed aren't actually there anymore. Even such as like the studios are closed down. Everywhere I saw said that they were closed down. I didn't even try driving past it. So if you live in Toronto and you actually know that they are still there, then fuck me because I didn't go visit it because I heard it was closed. <laughs> Um, but the Young and Dundas, Dundas, however you guys are pronouncing it, square is still there. And that is a location where Bianca won a contest by dancing. And (laughs) there are a lot of like videos of people making fun of the dancing that happens in like shows and movies or whatever. And this is definitely one of those clips that if I had any ability to dance, this is what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because the moves that Bianca does in this scene, and I want to say it was maybe like season 11 or 9 or something. I may have just made this up. But her <laughs> dance moves are just so basic. But everyone who's watching is like, oh, my God. This I is hate over that. The top. <laughs> but like, you can tell it's not it's not bad. It's just not as hype as they want it to be. And I, I feel like the vibe that I get is that the producers just told Bianca freestyle it and she did she did the best that she could it was definitely not the value that should have won but for the purpose of the show she won the competition so i just got a brief picture there of course i went to degrassi street park one fun fact is that um there was a woman walking out there and she was just really friendly because we're over there looking for like a sign so i could take a picture underneath it 
And she was like, hey, are you guys looking for something? And obviously I'm embarrassed because I'm a 30-year-old looking for a Degrassi Street sign. But I want to say my emotional support extrovert probably was the one who asked for it or somebody asked in the group. It wasn't me. And she gave us directions to go find it. She was really nice about it because I know that me walking out of my neighborhood, if I look around and I see people are looking lost, I'm minding my business and keep going. business, Absolutely. So shout out to that really nice woman from Toronto who helped give us directions to where we were going. I do want to add that she was like, yeah, no, you're definitely not going to see a sign back south. Um, There actually was one. But um, who am I to tell you what exists and doesn't exist in your neighborhood? <laughs> Just, she tried. Um, yeah. So we I went to the park, which I believe is based or where the original series, the, the Kids of Degrassi Street is based off of. I don't think they actually film anything there in Next Generation, which is, of course, my series. And then I mentioned my friend's tattoo artist who they were like, hey, you should come on her podcast because you're from Toronto. Um, <laughs> probably never going to hit this man up again. But anyway, he did say that he grew up clo- either next door to or nearby a character from the show, Sam Earl, who you guys might recognize as KC. He described the storyline for him, and it took me a minute to figure it out. But yes, I realized it was Casey and Jenna's storyline. I love um, that he knew the storyline to yes. break it down because he didn't know the name. That's so funny. He's talking yeah, to the right well, person, too. Right, because he, he was only <laughs> able to be like, his name was Sam. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know how Sam is. And I'm not as familiar with the later like, season as I right. am like the OG Next Generation kids. So it took me a minute, but eventually I figured it out. And I guess I don't know if he's hung out with him specifically but he mentioned that he his mom used to work close to the set so he crawled around uh, crawled under the gate one time and ran around (laughs) on set one time and then got caught by security (gasps) and god what else did he say he said that i think because he mentioned connor's character aj sodded i believe Mm. and he said maybe he i think he may have gone to a party with rest in peace jameel french but mm. i'm not sure how a- i don't remember how ag sought it fell into this picture but anyway so that was as close as i could get to the degrassi nation <laughs> during my time in toronto <laughs> i appreciate my friends who were there with me who indulged in my nonsense with me followed me to the <laughs> street park took me to the square took the picture out of me outside the strip club which <laughs> there was a creepy man in a red shirt who was like blowing kisses at my friend so like we oh, no. really had to go through it to get to these locations and i appreciate my friends who were along the ride with me so thanks yeah. guys those are great friends that's yeah. really funny i remember watching the 20 year anniversary special that they did for Degrassi a while ago and they were talking about kind of just like growing up in Canada and about how no one really cared about them when they were there and when they were like on the show like they would see them and say hi but it wasn't such a big deal it was a bigger deal when they came to like the states and like would be in a mall and get like chased down by crowds but they could go to the mall in Canada and nobody cared (laughs) that's wild I clearly need to go to Toronto more often so I can hopefully run into them then yeah, I clearly I'm doing things wrong. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <sighs> what is Joey Jeremiah's car- uh, actor's real name? Because I'm just sure that he's running around still. Oh, God. Why can't I remember his name? What is his name? I got to look him up real quick. I just feel like that's someone you would see. I don't know why. He might not even live there anymore, but I feel like that's someone you would see running around there because he's really been in it since the beginning. Didn't I just tag him in some shit too? I, I definitely did too. The t- a terrible part is that 
I'm so bad at recognizing people and faces that mm. honestly I could Pat Mastriani. Okay, Pat. I okay. Probably fucked up his name. But anyway, his first name is Pat. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so bad at seeing recognizing people. I don't recognize people I do know, like my right. family members <laughs> when I see them in public. So I'm not gonna recognize anyone from a show. Which is really sad because one of my friends wasn't able to come and I wish she had been able to because if I'm going to recognize anyone or see anyone, it's going to be because she sees them mm. and she wasn't there. <sighs> um, also, just quick disclaimer before we go to um, discussing the actual episode, episode, Mirror in the Bathroom. I realized last week I referred to my husband as my current husband and I just wanted <laughs> I to noticed clarify. that when you said it. <laughs> I and I thought clarify. it was on purpose. I want. I mean, I said it so impulsively. I don't ever want a second husband. That's what I want to clarify. The whole my current husband thing, it is what it is. But I want to make it known that I do not ever want a second husband. So if I ever refer to him as my first husband, it's first and last. Now, however long that first and last is, <laughs> it's whatever the Lord gives it. But... <laughs> Um, <laughs> out of my control. Second husband. I I realized I said it and then someone referenced it and I said, where the hell did I say that? And I was finally listening to the episode, Fake Ass That I Am. And I heard it and I said, oh, I did say that, didn't I? Well, let me That's... let the listeners know that I'm not looking for a second husband ever. That's funny. I do remember you saying it and I was like, that was a choice. Like I thought you said it on purpose because he pissed you off and that would have been fine, you know? And it's crazy because he hadn't just pissed me off. He's actually doing great. <laughs> Like, done nothing wrong. Things are going great swimmingly. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he's my current husband. All right? <laughs> it is what it is. All right. So we can, go ahead and get, we can go ahead and get started with this episode. Our opening scene or our A plot is that nobody cares about Toby's success in some, quote, unquote, geek contest, as JT calls it. But the entire class applauds Sean's success on the wrestling team. We are reminded that Toby regularly compares himself and his success to that of Sean Cameron. Toby is wondering in science if his destiny is determined by DNA. Is he a geek by DNA or can he change it? He feels unnoticed, which is, can I just say that's a really nerdy, like, approach to his problem. Right. Uh, is this all in my DNA? Like, anyway. Literally, can I eat something or do something differently to change it is very Toby's approach. Yes. So he feels unnoticed with his computer success and therefore it's time for him to make a change because no one ignores jocks. JT thinks this idea is horrible and it's crazy because JT is right for the first time in a very long time. Look, he really is. He ends up coming around a little bit and being a supportive friend, but this was the one time I was like, this makes sense. Yeah, JT is usually pretty silly, but every so often he hits and this was a good episode for him. Our B-plot is Terry showing off her new phone to her friends. Two days ago, a new coat. Yesterday, a new bag. How is she getting all of these things? Paige makes it her business to badger Terry about where the money's coming from. Paige, being who she is, suggests that maybe Terry has been shoplifting all of these things. And I don't even understand how she su- su- could suggest that, but it's Paige. Like, that's all you can chuck it up to. This is nuts to me. Because, like, how do you go from, first off, why are you pocket watching, right? Because if oh. she didn't tell you once, why are you pushing her so hard and, like, paying attention to these things? And also to go from that to she has, like, a parole officer and <laughs> that she's, like shoplifting a whole cell phone it was a lot it was an escalation it was an escalation because she wouldn't give you the answer that you were looking for crazy right 
So Terry was hanging out with Paige and Hazel after school and Paige makes a snarky remark about the parole officer. Spinner <laughs> runs in to alert the group that Terry is a model in a huge ad campaign. And they're all admiring Terry's ad and her beauty when another student, Muhammad, walks by to mark, mock Terry's weight. Yes, loser, just like you need a microscope to find your... I was going to say brain. It's wrestling tryouts and guess who's coaching the team? Mr. Armstrong. Toby and Sean are in the same weight class, and they can only add one person each weight class this season. That means that Toby has to beat Sean in order to get on the team. Or he could lose some weight. Toby is looking up wrestling information during his computer science class, and Mr. Simpson comes over to compliment him on his computer success. I really like that, like, Simpson acknowledged that Toby and his abilities, but, I mean, we don't want to be acknowledged by older people. We want to be acknowledged by our peers. So it's a nice gesture validates him still wasn't enough yeah because if you look at it too they people probably would look at mr simpson giving them a compliment and be like well duh he's a nerd too he does media immersion you know what i mean right so like or, i mean like, no one cares or even the same way terry viewed her dad telling her that she was pretty right you're my dad you have to say that like you're mm-hmm. a teacher you have to say that right so simpson ends up overseeing toby looking into making weight as theoretically a he says it's theoretically his class project. And I imagine this is where Toby ends up getting the idea to lose weight so he can make weight and make it into a lower weight class. We see JT helping Toby to train and they take a break to stop at a convenience store. Toby is looking at some laxatives and decides to purchase some. I think he did so secretly because it was despite JT's warning about how gross they are. Oh, laxatives. So tasty going in. So nasty going out. I guess my question is, why does JT know what those taste like, actually? I guess maybe he's been constipated. I have no idea. You know, I, you know, I think what he said originally was that he, that they are not chocolate. So I can imagine JT taking mm-hmm. them mistakenly. By accident, just like they took the aspirin as Molly. So, you know. Right. right. You know, I, I could see it. But after mm-hmm. this moment, Toby starts taking laxatives as a mean to make weight. And while he looks very uncomfortable, he's lost weight at the next weigh-in. Like, he looks like he's dizzy. He looks like he's just, like, he looks like things are blurred over to him because he's not consuming enough calories um, to sustain whatever work he's putting out. Um, the skinny the skinny black kid they've got, Andrews, <laughs> is now Toby's competition in order to make the team because he has lost just enough weight to be in the lower weight class. Um, and he's easy, a- easily able to defeat him, despite the fact that he appears really distant and lightheaded. So now Toby's on the wrestling team, and he's very excited about it. He even goes to brag to Ashley. When she offers him some food, he says that he's not hungry. I think he ended up calling her like a vampire or something. He definitely did. I was going to say in the beginning, but when he was going to wrestling tryouts, she had like asked if he had his keys or something. And he was like, for your information, vampire. And that cracked me up because no one else could really get away with saying that but like her brother and that is yes to me (laughs) yes so i think he's leaving in the morning and she offers him some food and he's like oh i'm not hungry and she's like "Mm, but you've been skipping meals the last couple of days so Mm -hmm. this is when we realize that there's kind of a pattern so he's taken the laxatives he has started um he's been skipping meals he's not just training really hard with jt he's also doing some unhealthy also known as disordered eating habits and i think had they explored this topic a little bit further we could have also talked about kind of a specific diagnosis but for the sake of the fact that they 
bring up this issue and resolve it in an episode. I'm just going to call it disordered eating, but I'm sure that there is probably a label that somebody would put on it at some point in time. Yeah. Had it actually been a little bit more realistic. Right. That was my whole thing with the episode because when Armstrong is like how he dropped from 55 to 53, I was like, that's not really a big weight drop, but I can imagine that I'm like, oh yeah, like this all probably happened in a small time frame. We don't necessarily know the time frame, but if that was say the next day, that's I guess a, a good amount of weight to lose. And again, he makes the point that like, what is it called? Meeting or like making weight will like get him kicked off the team. So like Armstrong yeah. is hip to the fact that he's doing something different. I was at first was like, that's not even a big drop in weight. But again, if it's happening in a matter of one to two days, you know, someone is doing something wrong to like lose that weight. Cause you just don't lose that weight like that without. I, a I also have no frame of reference for their metric system measurements. Right. With That's our, why I didn't even my, try. With my imperial system ass. It was so hard being in Toronto. I did learn very quickly kilometers to miles. I figured that one out. And I figured out how to figure out, go Fahrenheit to Celsius or Celsius to Fahrenheit. Oh, but damn, funny. my God, it would just be really a lot easier if we were just in the metric system. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even realize that. Man, we cross over the border, and and because it's like kilometers are like they'll tell you fifty kilometers per per hour, and that you are not going fifty miles per hour because that is you're supposed to be going thirty. But (laughs) if you're paying attention, you'll be over there speed racing. But where was I? All right, so Terry and the great other, I think they're grade nine still, are looking at Terry's modeling shoot, and Paige is admiring Terry's skirt in the campaign. And I'm really forced to wonder why Terry has all this cute clothes to model, but then she wears these unflattering ass outfits to school. But who am I? Like the vest. <laughs> Man. We later see Terry canceling her photo shoot, though, for more girl. And Spinner gasses her up. And I really wish they would have ended up together or at least had like a little bit more than that one episode last season instead of Spinner and Paige. But here we are. You're pretty. You don't have to lie. I'm not lying. Tara, you're really pretty. And any guy who tells you different is blind or jealous. So just tell him to shut up. Toby is excited to be on the wrestling team. And because you all know I love Toby, I wish this is something he could have maintained for himself. Mm. But Toby's acting super weird as if he thinks like cool kids should act. So he's, it's very Avril Lavigne complicated-y. <laughs> that's, that's basically how he's acting. And... I, what's his girlfriend's name? Kendra. Kendra's just looking at him like, "What are you? What are you doing? Can you not?" I'm embarrassed. Just literally over overselling it. And I I made the note that it's just like, man, by the end of this episode, everyone that cared about Toby did not care that he made the wrestling team. Honestly, like they were probably they- happy for him because he was doing something he wanted to, quote unquote. But they didn't care. Like it didn't change anything for any of them. No, he got no new friends out of this. Right. JT ends up calling Toby out on his new behavior. Toby accuses him of being jealous. Very on brand for Manny. Where was she at? Anyway, Toby's at school looking dizzy when Ashley approaches him to confront him about his eating habits. And when she threatens telling their parents, Toby orders a huge lunch to prove that there isn't a problem. But later we find him throwing up in the bathroom, but blaming that. She was special saucing, so special. (laughs) JT, some uh, weird... That JT knew that the vomiting noises belonged to Toby? Yes, I had the same thought. How many times have you heard this person throw up that you know that that was him? 
Like how? How? And the only reason I could think is if you're like, huh, I don't know where Toby's at. And mm. now I'm in the bathroom and I see his shoes. But it was like what we saw was JT hear the sound and then immediately recognize that it was Toby, which is just weird. But anyway, <laughs> he does offer to get him the nurse, which, you know, then he makes the excuse that it was Sheila's food. But Ashley approaches JT later to tell him that she's worried about Toby and he agrees. Toby's been really weird. He's been cranky. She suggests that Toby's eating habits have been concerned have concerned her. Ashley always be knowing. She knew mm-hmm. in the last episode she'd be online in the little forums online. She'd be researching and she'd be knowing because she saw <laughs> Toby and she said, Mm-mm, "This is what I read about." I this is wrong. It. <laughs> Just because she doesn't have any other friends aside from Ellie, so I guess if Ellie's busy, Homegirl is on deep in the Reddit threads or something. And that's exactly where she's at. So, <laughs> um. JT incorrectly kind of suggests that this is something that only impacts girls. And again, I really wish they would have expanded upon this because I don't think, you know, like the fact that Toby had body image issues is something that I do believe that a lot of boys can relate to and men can relate to. Mm -hmm. And we just really, we didn't give this what it should have been given. Because, yeah, a lot of people think that body image issues only affect women. They don't affect men or any, obviously, non-gendered people. Um, But either way, he says, oh, it only impacts girls. And Ashley's like, "Mm, no, that's not true. Yeah, I think that's, and and at that part, again, either they could have expanded this storyline a couple or, like, revisited it down the line. Again, not covering it in one episode. But I think what they were trying to do, right, is kind of, poke at that stigma that like JT knew something was off with Toby but like couldn't put a finger on it and then you have Ashley over here who has a little bit more information or like cares to find out information and could point it out but I'm assuming that at that age and at that time if you were to tell me that someone was struggling with some type of like eating habit or something like that I might have had the same thought right that like oh like I've only heard of that in women because it's not discussed in like right so I think they did a good job of again covering every angle and like how people see these different topics but i agree that it probably should have been elaborated on a little bit more yeah either way um toby seems to be distancing himself from reality just little bit by little i really wish i could add a timeline in this episode because it escalates so quickly if you think it's just a couple of days but jt approaches him before the wrestling match and confronts him about his concerning eating habits Toby is not moved by JT's pleas, despite the fact that we see that his vision continues to blur. He joins the match and things fall out of focus until he passes out. One thing that was confusing to me was that nobody called 911. That's true. I added or whatever it's called in Canada and can confirm in Toronto it is absolutely called 911. Or I don't know if they call it 911, but you dial 911. Anyway. Muhammad is selling ice cream and he starts to mock Terry and her cornrowed ponytail. <laughs> she tells him off this time. And this is this moment that we've been waiting for for a very long time. Because, you know, we're always rooting for Terry. Hey, most girls on the planet look like this. So get used to it. No kidding. I made 500 bucks today as a plus size model. Yeah, plus size. What do you make, ice cream boy? And at the close of this episode, Armstrong chews Toby out, but nobody sends Toby to the counselor, calls his parents. It was just a very shitty response to this fact. Like, yes, he was doing something that is wrong in the sport, but that is it. It is indicative of a more severe problem. Mm -hmm. And the fact that your response is to chew him out. 
I don't understand. I'm you just know, very dissatisfied. This is a very poorly way of addressing an issue, I think. I think so, too. That's a good point. All Of all the times, right, that they mentioned calling the nurse for him, and then when he passes out, no one calls the nurse? Right. No one says <laughs> it. It's just like, oh, he cool. Okay. It does seem that Ashley has taken him seriously. Like, I, I like Ashley's response, but everyone else mm-hmm. is like, wow, Toby, that was stupid. And then his disordered eating habits miraculously vanish or we never hear about them again. Okay. That, and again, we talk about it a lot too. Ashley's parents are into therapy. They're into these like counseling, all that stuff. They believe in it. So the fact that we never see him talk to his parents about this or them provide, we don't even see his parents in this episode. Like Ashley is playing the parent role. And the yeah. fact that we don't see them discuss the fact that it's probably something that Toby's family would have done. Like if I were to write this episode, I would have had Toby sit down with his parents because they're probably would have offered him some help. They literally sent Ashley to counseling for taking Molly once. They would have gotten him help and no one tried to help him. No one cared. No one cared about poor Toby and no one ever does. Um, I guess the intended episode moral was something probably along the lines of body image, you know, Terry learned to appreciate who she is mm-hmm. and tell off that boy who was mocking her. I'm not really, I guess Toby learned nothing. I, learn. I think the wrestle. idea was that he's supposed to, like, I guess <laughs> the idea was that he was supposed to learn that, you know, he has something to offer by mm-hmm. being good at computers or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where they were going at with this, but I feel like they missed the mark. I can see it for Terry. I cannot, I just can't see it for Toby. You know why I could see this being the way it was too, is this was the first episode back after the two part series we covered last week, which was heavy. So I don't know that they probably, like, I don't think that they should have covered this topic for Toby right after that happened. Like, I think they could have put it further down into the season. So it got the shine and just like the resolution that it deserved. Not even, it didn't even need a resolution, but the help that Toby deserved, he should have gotten right. it if it wasn't the episode to premiere right after that ep- the two-part episode. I just feel like for it being the A-plot, it's very confusing because we've seen Terry's body image issues come up in a variety of places throughout the series. And then this is kind of that resolution for that because I'm not really sure if we, re- if we t- end up talking about her body image issues mm. moving forward. It does become something, you know, we talk about her finding a boyfriend and romance, et cetera. But I want to say that they kind of put her body image issues more to rest. Mm -hmm. So this is that resolution. And I feel like that kind of overshines the storyline with Toby because the storyline with Toby came up in this episode and was resolved in this episode Mm -hmm. to never be revisited again. So their A plot, B plot dynamics are, I think, are off. That's true. That is very true. Because to- if they were going to treat Toby's story like that, then it really should have just been plot B. Right. But because- it's like you're not going to make a disordered eating right. plot their plot B because that's that's very heavy. Mm-hmm. But they just did it entirely wrong, in my opinion. So They did. And it was – is it the only one? I'm not sure. You might be able to fact check me on this. But I was looking at the Degrassi fandom wiki and they were saying that this is like the – I don't know if they meant like the first episode that like male body image issues comes up or what, or if it's the last, I'm not sure if they cover it again. Um, I know we have an issue or we have a character who has a testicle removed at some point in time and they have issues with that body part. 
um, and their their self worth tied to their testicle. Um, this is a very technical term of putting it, but <laughs> and then I think maybe we have someone, maybe someone taking steroids. I'm not. I think we do have a a, a student taking steroids again. I'm not as familiar with the later seasons, and we and so as far as male body image issues go, and mm-hmm. then. When we talk about disordered eating and laxatives, we do have a student taking laxatives, but it's a girl. Um, mm. and that has an, an entirely different outcome. But interesting. Yeah. yeah. So they really hardly touch on this again. Because, you know, normally we'll see an episode and we'll talk about how they discuss it or how they touch on that topic in a later season. Like, example, Molly or whatever the drugs they're taking and how we see that in next class. But the fact that they don't revisit this in any of the Degrassi like right. episodes well, that come after this, four. right? Is kind of crazy. All right, where are we? Oh, do you have any other notes you want to add before I get on to the next at Degrassi? Uh, a few things I needed to say for this one, and it's really just mainly directed at Terry and Paige. I wish that Terry had the energy she had for Muhammad to Paige and Hazel because. This entire episode, Paige was being condescending and giving backhanded compliments because she literally said that she would like the skirt Terry was modeling if she was plus size. You don't need to say that. You could have just said that you like that skirt and you want to find one. Mm, Why did you do mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm Terry's still not talking to Ashley, right? So her friends are Paige and Hazel and they're shitty friends. And I don't like that. Like Spinner was being probably the best friend Terry could have had in this situation. And we never got to explore the fact that Terry and Spinner maybe had something once or maybe could have been like really good friends if Paige didn't make her get drunk and ruin everything. Um, so I don't like that. Like, I don't like the fact that we touched on Terry's weight again and we still have Paige over here with these backhanded compliments and then asking Terry why she's not sharing things with her. It's because you're a shitty friend. That's yeah. why she's not sharing where she's getting her money from because you were going to make that backhanded compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the writers are really shady for making the name of the clothing brand more girl more girl more girl yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I, yes actually I guess we didn't really talk enough about this so I'm glad you're, that you're saying it now because that you tried you they tried, tried. Uh, I don't you like tried. that that is shady as hell. And that that's why it makes sense why the reactions that she was getting from like people like Muhammad were like that because y'all did that on purpose. Like yeah. you couldn't think of a better name for that. You did it on purpose. Because had I seen Terry on that billboard without the wording more girl, I wouldn't think it was a plus size model. If I'm being very honest, I literally would have been like, that's a model or like a plus right. size clothing line, you know? And one thing that Terry says is that most girls look like me. So Honestly. there's also the problematicness or the issue in the fact that people who are plus size are actually just the average, first of all, and they don't actually represent fat bodies. So there's that issue. There's there's just a lot to unpack here. Um, there was a lot. Terry's, Terry's body type is representative of what I would consider to be the average. Um, but also at that point in time, at that time, the like people acted like fat bodies didn't exist or average bodies just didn't mm-hmm. exist. And like all that we saw were the people that are on like season one of top model. Right. So like double zero size pants, double a cup titties, 
Um, absolutely no fat on the body anywhere. So that's kind of a lot of what we were seeing at, I think in those years. Mm-hmm. So seeing Terry on represented is, is new, but, and I think we've moved away from that a little bit, but not so in the right direction, but we really still aren't where we need to be mm-hmm. when it comes to like representing what act- actual people look like. Right. And the gag for all of this is homegirl that played Terry is the baddest bitch and is actually a model now and mm-hmm. like, has aged very gracefully. So the irony is that she said that um, in that 20 year reunion, she said that one of the lines that people still come up and like quote to her is the ice cream boy one. <laughs> so I made 500 bucks today. How much do you make ice cream boy? Period. That's all, all I got. Right, where were we? All right, so next week on Degrassi, after crushing on him for months, Manny finally decides to ask Craig out. The next day, each remembers the evening differently while recapping it for their friends. Manny tells Emma and Liberty that it was the best night of her life, while Craig and Jimmy and Spinner, Craig tells Jimmy and Spinner that the evening was bizarre. Elsewhere, Ellie writes anonymous love notes to Marco, but he thinks they came from Hazel, who also has a crush on him. Ellie tries to be brave with her feelings, but her insecurities get in the way. <laughs> that wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username below the dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on each either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways this time next week. Bye! Now for the 